Hey everybody, welcome back to Kita's Black Alliance. I am Kita, and this will be the Resistance Book Club doing the High Republic comic issues 14, 15, and 16. So I hope everybody's doing good for this week. Um, I just let me see for me it's a lot it's a lot especially dealing with the dealing with the world um but child just had to do laundry dishes had to clean her bottles out and make my tea cause I always have to have my tea I wish I had some coffee because she keeps waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Sometimes, well, most times it was 4.30. And don't ask because I don't know why she keeps waking up at 4.30 a.m. And I mean, she is ready to start the day. I'm not. And then in the middle of all of that, I'm in, I'm trying to read... Uh, Masters and Apprentices. So the only time I can read this book, it's like at night and in the morning. Like, legit before she wakes up. So, I am getting through. I'm like almost at 50% into the book. Um, so I'm really just trying to speed it up. But it's it's actually really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I can't wait to do the review. <clears throat> to do the review on it and then I did my nails which I love I love these and then I had just got some more nails in the mail to put up so these here are like the gray ones I hope y'all can see that for people that are on the, on the um, listening to the audio sorry but yeah I have some gray ones and then I also have some ombre which is the yellow and blue ombre for the summertime and then I have two more that's coming in I'll be ordering it on Etsy um and then I had to get the nail adhesive so the nail adhesive tabs for just in case if you know one falls off and then I just you know go ahead and um put them on to hold it out but uh but these gray ones they're from Mia Marie Nails and I love I just wanted the color she did awesome though so these are like my actual size because you do the um the size chart so I do that for most these here the ones that I have on they're not from a size chart they're actually 24 nails then you just pick the size that you need for your nails um and that was it for my week and I really thought that the Obi-Wan trailer was gonna come out I don't know when they plan on putting this thing out now now that I'm looking at it it's almost at the end of the month okay but I'll be ready for it. Um, so before we get started, 
I just want to do a little bit of an announcements that I have. So, first one. Finally going to the YouTube channel. It's currently up. I just don't have any videos up. But you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and it is under, it's not under Akita's Black Alliance, it's actually under Sheba's Journey. I decided to change the name, I just didn't want everything to be Akita's Black Alliance. Um, <clears throat> but Sheba's Journey, I just picked pick that name because Sheba is my name, and it's my journey through the whole Star Wars and the books and everything so I just thought it was thought it was um a pretty good name so the live stream will start on the 28th which is a Thursday obviously and that will be at 2 30 p.m and I'll be doing the Tea Across the Galaxy episode so please come to the channel um and I'll be reading your comments I hope that people will tune in for that. Um, and also, it will be, it won't just also be live on YouTube. I'll be live on Twitch as well. I'm just not doing Facebook because the Facebook and the Twitter, only because I won't be able to read your comments because I am on uh, StreamYard. And for some reason, our StreamYard. Even though I can put in the live stream on all destinations, it's just that the Facebook and the Twitter, I won't be able to read the comments. But, I mean, I'm, I might, I don't know yet, I might still do the live stream. It's just, just so you know, I won't be able to read your comments um, from the Facebook and the uh, Twitter. But, YouTube and Twitch, I'll be able to read your comments on. Um... And so, and this is towards everybody that's on Zippy Stream too. Um, just come over to the YouTube or Twitch and, you know, just uh, subscribe over there. And next is decided, I already know like what books I'm going to do for the next month. So these are the books that I'll be reviewing on Thursdays. The first one will be... Oh, I should have did it there. Either way. First one I'll be doing is um the Ahsoka book. And then that's by E.K. Johnston. And the second one I'll be doing is The Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. I didn't do the audio book. I, again, I'm not an audio book person. I had to wait for the transcript to come out so I read that it's actually not that bad of a read it's like the most easiest read ever but um but yeah so I'll be doing that one that'll be the second book and the third book will be of course The Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray cannot wait because that one definitely will help tie in to the Obi-Wan TV show um, coming on Disney Plus, so uh, tune in for Thursdays, and and I will be doing the reviews of the Obi Wan shows every week, um, and 
think that's about it. Yeah. So I think like May will, well, sort of like May into June. Mainly June will be like a a real, uh, like a lot of stuff to review and everything. So we'll see how that goes. If I have the time to do it, I may have to um, record some and then put it out on the weekends and still do like my Thursdays because I, I really like this setup where I do the book reviews on Thursday and then I may just have to do the review of the um of the show and put that out on the weekend I don't know we'll see or yeah like Saturday or Sunday I think Sunday mainly I think I can do the do the review so yeah we'll see how that goes and um that's about it for that for all the news so let's go ahead and get started now these here the high republic adventure comics they are written by kevin scott uh the artist is ario anandito i hope i said that right so they did an amazing job all the artists on here um and the editing and uh the writing of kevin scott so this here it's following keith trennis wonderful she's actually one of my favorite characters black girl her hair is so amazing and i love the details in her hair why i don't know like just the mohawk look if you read you know read the uh comics and she's just been an amazing 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 character so i can't wait to see what her, like where her art goes um and she doesn't seem to be battling any uh anger it's more so she's following in the steps of really honing in to becoming a Jedi master, uh, which I can see that. Um, so, like her relationship between her relationship with mas with her master Scare, I love him. Um, so their relationship is definitely definitely great it's more so in the lines of when i was talking about in midnight horizon with um canton sai and his padawan um wow her name is escaping me lord jesus lula and it's almost the same thing their relationship as uh just being like a really great mentor but also like a father figure and just appreciating her growth through the years is definitely a really great relationship excuse me so this here on um the comic issue number 14 so Lorna D She's 
Her story is great too. Can't wait to do the Tempest Runner. So one of these crimes are beyond imagining. She has pillaged and she has murdered. Now using Marky and Rose's secret weapon, she has struck at the very heart of Starlight Beacon. Jedi Knights Sarah and Tarek, the twins, lay in the regenerative uh, regenerative trance in the Jedi Spire. Their flesh flesh calcified, sorry, calcified and their mind lost. Going against the wishes of Stellan Geos and the Jedi Council, Starlight's Marshal Avar Chris retrofits the Antaraxia to traverse the mysterious paths that lead to the now secret hideout in no space. Lorna D thinks she is safe. Lorna D is wrong. So we uh so Lorna D is talking to <laughs> was talking to Markian. This is the like the very beginning and she finds Sarah she's pretty much left on her own. You know, he just he's like, nah, you you got this. Like, go ahead. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Like, he got his own missions. He do not care. So, they just... They pretty much outfit themselves, Lorna D and the rest of the crew that are on the ship. And come to find out, like, apparently she needed help because Avar Chris went ahead and went against the council, clearly, to go after Lorna D because she thinks that Lorna D is the eye of the now and so this is taking place before the starlight beacon has fallen and so we get to where Avar Chris Creve and Master Scare they all come onto the ship onto Lorna D's ship they're like going into attack and now Avar Chris so she definitely is out for Lorna D and you know in the very beginning how we've seen her from the very start the light of the Jedi she seems so peaceful so calm excuse me so peaceful so calm you know she's not she doesn't seem to let anything interfere with her peace then all of a sudden Lorna D comes into the picture and it's like oh no like what are you doing and I think the reason why that she allows Lorna D to get under her skin is because she thinks that Lorna D had disrupted her peace and that's you know that can happen to just about anybody anybody can you know go through that so it turns into like this anger like or like a bloodlust for wanting to you know finish out or stop the person from disrupting the peace and I want to say that was it the Republic Fair 
it was either for public fair where yeah I think it was on Velo I think that's where Avar had had enough and it pretty much like changed everybody that day whoever was there whoever wasn't there but it really pissed Avar off that Nanal is sitting up here just annihilating no pun intended but annihilating everything and everyone and taking away the peace and so Avar is just hungry to try to get that peace back and what better way to do that than to take out the main person who has been disrupting the peace but again she thinks that Lorna D is the eye and so again this is before Starlight Beacon has fallen and I think this is like the start of where Starlight Beacon is falling while they're on the ship so Avar she's just going out like going hard or go home at this point and so Mass is scared he's like he told Kreeve, uh Keeve I said Kreeve Keeve you know watch out for her watch out for Avar please you know um, I can't really do too much I really can't get into her but I feel like you can and then Keith was like, all right, you know, I'll try my best, you know, to watch out for her. So he, she goes after. And then next thing you know, uh, they're having, um, having somewhat of a, of a battle, Avar and Keith. So when she's like telling her to get out of her way, um, Avar is like, you know, I will not be lectured by a Jedi, a Jedi I knighted, a Jedi who constantly doubts her abilities, who questions the songs of the Force. Yeah, and whose song are you hearing right now, Avar? The Force? So they're just back and forth, back and forth, or on your own. And then, um, so, who is it, Keeve? She finally was able to subdue Avar. And so then Avar's like, Keith, don't do this. I'm sorry, Marshall. Really, I am, but you're not thinking straight. Council member Geos is worried. Maru is worried, and I can see why. No, I mean it. The song, it's, and then an explosion happens, and then Keith is hurt. So next thing you know, um, here comes Lorna D. And she's in this huge droid with, with this... Uh, sort of like a sword and so Avar is like oh there she goes and then now they're just like fighting and fighting um and you know Avar is like you will answer for this you know blah 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 so they keep going and next thing you know uh where is that part so she sees Keith still on the on the floor, and then next thing you know, Avar, or I should say Lorna, knocked Avar down on the floor, and then something within Avar just like took over, and I mean she used the force, 
the force and demolished the joy that Lorna D was in. I was like, oh my God. So she's as strong as I as I really, you know, or I don't know, did you think that she was, you know, capable of doing something like that? I thought she really was because they always made it seem like that she is stronger than pretty much all of the Jedi in her time right now. Um, So now Lorna, you know, gets out of, you know, well, she's she can't use the droid suit anymore. So she sees Key's uh, lightsaber, went ahead and started wielding it. And then her and uh, Avar, they started to fight using the saber. I'm like, oh my God. The next thing you know, that pissed off Avar even more, honey. And out of nowhere, Avar sliced that wrist off of Lorna D with the lightsaber. Mm, 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 And then she goes ahead and says, I made a promise long ago, a covenant to anyone who can hear my voice. I said we would be a beacon in the darkness, that we would protect those who were afraid. And you, you made me a liar. And then Lorna is just sitting there like screaming and whatnot because, you know, her wrist is cut off. And then maybe words are no longer enough. Maybe a new covenant must be made. And so now Keith is finally coming out of, you know, from her passing out from the blast. A covenant that can never, will never be broken. And so Keith is like, no. And then out of nowhere, the ending of that is Avar is going to raise that lightsaber up over her head, about ready to wield it down onto Lorna to kill and then Kiva's like no Avar don't and that was the end of that that issue oh my god so I was like oh that was a good issue that was a real good issue um so again so we see we see Avar just like really battling it out now even though Keith has had doubts I still don't think she just questions like regular normal I'm not saying that what Reef and the others what they question it isn't normal but hers is a little bit more subdued she just doubts herself she doubts her being a a really good or really great Jedi Knight and yeah she was knighted by Avar and um and she even she didn't really doubt it too much but she did like question it but again I really see her being a um really big character when she gets older so now that the phase two I mean phase one is done well I guess we'll definitely see like where her story arc continues um but yeah I I really thought it was 
it was good. Um, and Avar, honey, she's just going through it. Child, I don't know. I was like, what? Mm. So now with the next issue, issue 15, um, let me get to the front. So I'm actually using my Kindle to get in. Oh, Lord. Now it's acting slow. Well, while, we're, while I'm trying to get it up. Um, but yeah, so she just always kind of like questions just little things. Um, and it seemed like Avar was trying to use that against her. But really, it's nothing much to it, you know? It's more like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, I am questioning it. What else is, you know, that's what we should be doing. But anyway, and her, Avar's song of the force, it is so strong that I don't think she understands that a lot of the other Jedis and Padawans are not really going to be as strong like she is with her force because with Avar, it took so long, like, to be where she is now that you didn't just get to this song overnight like this had to progress you know all throughout the years as you was growing up so she also needs to understand that not everybody is going to be that strong with the force but they are strong with the force I just think that it's more better when there's strength in numbers than when it is by her, by themselves. The only difference is, is that when Avar is by herself, which we just seen, where she just completely obliterated the droid with Lorna in it, her force is really strong, with or without anyone. And that includes Elzar, too. And I know I said that they have a strong bond, and that when it's strong, you know, it's it's like literally unbreakable. But again, her force by itself is definitely stronger than everybody that is a Jedi uh, within the Jedi Order of the High Republic right now. Can that change? Yeah, it can change, but because of because all of the Jedi and the Jedi Masters I want to say are always questioning and doubting themselves kind of doesn't help them make them strong within the force and as you can see like especially with Elzar where he feels like he can't be one with the ocean which is another way of saying be one with the force but the minute that he gets with Avar, his force is like completely out of this world. So, um, but what can there be? Yeah, I can see, I can see it. Maybe, maybe the one that I can see it the most with is Keith. 
because Keith is like the only one that I know right now that's kind of on the same trajectory as Avar in a way um, I don't really see that for Vanestra even though I know Vanestra's definitely you know headed in the right direction but I just feel like there's more connection or more similarities with Avar to, to Keeve if that makes sense as opposed to the others that are Jedi and Jedi Knights but then again I could be wrong it could be some something totally different um so for chap uh issue 15 Again, this is by Kevin Scott. So this one here, Chapter 4, The Edge of Destruction. Disobeying orders from the High Council, Jedi Master Avar Chris has trapped Lorna D to the heart of no space. Now as Jedi clash with Nal in the corridors of the Raiders' Great Hall, the Marshal of Starlight Beacon faces the notorious Tempest Runner in battle for the first time. When Avar gains the upper hand over Lorna, Jedi Knight Keith Trennis fears that the marshal is going too far as the defeated tempest runner cowers on the floor chris raises her lightsaber for the killing blow and oh my god yeah so that happened again there's uh while that's going on master scare is fighting off uh the others um the other now that are on the um ship and then we get back to Avar, <laughs> where she look like where it looked like she's really about to take out. And as she's doing that, I mean, she legit says, "For light and life, like she believes that what she is doing is right. Like I need to take out, take out the problem." Now I know I said. And I still believe that you, if you're a Jedi and you believe that you're the peacemakers, then you cannot be afraid to take, you know, to take away what is killing the peace. You have to be able to fight for it by any means necessary because these are bad people they're going to continue to do it now what now i know that some people is like oh well you could put them in jail there's no rehabilitation and how long are they going to stay in there like and then when we read tempest when i do the review for the tempest runner you're going to see like where in there is the rehabilitation though <laughs> okay so she Avar believes what she is doing is right which is I am here to take out the problem and restore the peace and sometimes you just can't be afraid to use your lightsaber you just gotta do it I don't you know sometimes it's just when they're bad people I'm sorry to say like when there's bad people 
There is no way that you can rehabilitate them. There's no way. They already, they're gone. They are far gone. They are so done (laughs) that they will look at you like if they was to go ahead and take a life or take your own life, God forbid, they just laugh or just look at you and just walk over you and move on to the next thing. Like that's, you know, that's how they are. So again, you know, she sees it as I'm here to restore the peace by any means necessary. So if I have to take this person, I'm going to do that. Um, And then, so a, so as she's about to, she's really almost there. And then next thing you know, Keeve steps in and she steps in front of uh, Lorna. And then as she's doing that, she's like, you know, you lost. No, she, uh, Avar says, uh, no, no, no. Oh, I was right. Keeve says, I can't let you do this, Marshall. She's in, she's injured, disarmed. You've already won. And then Avar says, you are right, Keith. I, I lost control. And then Lorna says, damn right you did. See? And then she goes ahead and takes uh, Keith's lightsaber and <laughs> puts it in, you know, in her right hand and puts it to Keith's throat. And then she says, uh, you haven't won. You never will. Not while you cling to mercy like the children you are. It's always been your weakness. And then Avar says, no, Lorna. Oh, my God. Then out of nowhere, Abe uses the force. And she's, you know, flings Lorna D back. She didn't, um, and that's very specific. Because she was able to just only project it onto Lorna and not Keith. So Keith didn't get the blast of it. Lorna did. So it knocked her out. And, um, uh, so Key says, not everyone can be perfect all of the time. Not even you. None of us are infallible. Thinking we are leads only, it leads only to the dark side. When, when did you get so wise, Keith Trinis? And then she's like, just lucky, I guess that and having the best teacher in this or any galaxy so i thought that was a that was a beautiful ending to that you know it's it's not the end of the um issue but just the ending of that part because now they were able to um able to subdue lorna and also to calm down avar uh so now they had to hurry up and get back to the ship and they could tell that something is wrong and so scare I'm just trying to remember so scare is there he's telling Avar um and Keith he's like yeah the prisoners are they secure Yes, there'll be no escape for the eye this time. So they don't capture all the now, including Lorna. And, um, and of course, they, uh, Master Scare and Keeve, they share like this, this wonderful moment. So 
she sees him bleeding and he's like oh shrapnel wound from the hole nothing that won't heal given time and is that something you have i mean your condition my condition will not change keith uh magrat syndrome has no cure whatever the council decides this will be my last mission and then she's like don't say that but there's no escaping the truth besides i can think of no better time now that i i have seen you becoming the jedi i always knew you would be and then lorna is like ugh keep this up and you'll be cleaning vomit off the floor of your shiny new cell lord they just back and forth so then we get to uh geos geos and avar so geos is hollow projecting from starlight beacon to avar now this particular scene is the scene in not mission to disaster it's the it's not midnight horizon um oh the fallen star where it was showing the pov from geo's side where he was where avar was hollow projecting onto uh onto starlight to talk to geo's about what happened and Obviously, with that, she was pissed off that he was the one that was in charge and not her. And then he's like, well, you wasn't here. You abandoned. And then she's like, abandoned? Like, what? How you going to say that? And then he's like, you abandoned your post, defying the council, and for what? A wild monarch chase? Selling, you need to listen to me. The wild monarch chase was a success. We have. And then next thing you know, boom. Starlight Beacon. So now, everybody's like, wait, was that Starlight? And so they see the explosion, and they don't know what to do. And at first, so on the Fallen Star, we thought that, or I had thought that Avar was on Starlight, but she wasn't, because she had left to do the mission to go and find Lorna. Right. That, that's what happened so see how it ties in because if you to me i feel like if you read in the novels and they have the comics i feel like you should read the comics because there's so much more information that ties in to everything and it will like all make better sense so next thing you know they're trying to figure out like what in the world what to do what's going on and then they oh wait i think they were able to get back on yeah they were able to get on onto uh starlight so they had to put on the breathers they had to chat to see um who you know who they had to save and whatnot see how many survivors and oh my god it was like so many of them that was rushing towards towards Avar and the team and uh so they escorted them onto the ataraxia and then so there was one scene in here 
that I have wanted to show. Oh, okay. So when they escorted all of them, you know, the whole uh, Jedi's and Padawans and whatnot, escorted them onto the ship. Next thing you know, the levelers started happening. Or the nameless started happening. And now you see them like groveling from the mouth and it was so then he was like no not again this is just like with uh with the twins um Surat and Tarat and I think that was it yep that was the end of that issue so um good issue very good issue so it's pretty much like you see the connective dots of how all of this plays out from another standpoint um coming from the comics that leads into the fallen star um really nothing much to really touch on there i think i pretty much said everything that i needed to say about that issue uh so yeah and then let's get to issue is this 15 no Yeah, issue 15. And this is chapter 5. So Avar, um, chapter 5, The Fall. So Avar Chris Triumphant, the hero of Hetzel, has successfully captured the woman she believes is the eye of the now. But as the Jedi return, Lorna D to Starlight Beacon, a terrible explosion tears through the gleaming space station. With communications down and the beacon drifting dangerously close to the planet Aram, the marshal leads a rescue mission, leaving D in the hands of Jedi archivist Orbelin on board of the Antaraxia. But the stricken space station hides a terrible secret. The mysterious creatures that nearly caused Tarek and Keep Trennis their lives on the Zas now stalk Starlight's darkened corridors. Ooh. So, again, we're picking up from the last uh the last issue and so now she's going through a keef and she's like completely you know turning and everything and then the nameless hops onto her oh my god i wish i could show you i just don't want to get copyright um but if you if you do have the issue it's um page five clearly and you see that the nameless is on top of her it's taken over and it seems like it's almost ash like turning her into ash into the next page and then master scare and abar they come to the rescue they were able to bring her back and next thing you know it didn't spare uh one of their own it actually took him out I totally forgot his name sorry um but it took him out and then Master Scare went after the nameless I'm like why why though but for him I want to say and I'm going to say this why do these Jedi's feel the need to just 
like the thing is gonna go down anyway right it's gonna take (laughs) take most of them out why do you have to sacrifice yourself if the thing is gonna come down it's gonna come down beacon is coming down why do you have to sacrifice yourself I don't understand that they're all going down you're going down just let them go it's not like the creatures know (laughs) they're just attaching themselves to whoever and just taking them out but if it goes down it will kill them like I don't mm, okay but for Master Scare I think it's different only because he was about to head like or he thinks he was about to um retire or not so much as a retirement more like an early retirement you know being forced to leave leave the order and everything because of what happened but um so I guess he felt like nah like this is it you know (laughs) I'm good you're good you're a knight I've seen it I'm happy to know that you made it I know you're gonna make it far we're good my life here is that I completed my journey. Okay. That's how I see it. But the others? No. I don't see it. Why did y'all need to sacrifice yourself? You'll see what I'm talking about when we get into the other stuff. It was so stupid. But for Master Scare, I was like, okay, I can understand that. It's, it's a little different. Okay. So, that's my little rant. I just, I have to say that. Because it was, like, really, really, really getting on my nerves. <laughs> um, so, Lorna, Lorna goes ahead and was able to... Oh, my God. Um, you know, she's a survival. She's a survivalist. Like, survival of the fittest, honey. Like, this woman is... No, you're not going to take me. It's okay. And she was able to get Orbelin. Now, that's how we end up seeing Master Orbelin on um, Eye of the Storm. Because remember, he becomes the prisoner to Mark and Rupp. So, pretty much, she was... She kind of, like, went back into the good graces of Markian. I still don't think, like, he really cares too much about her. It's just something about him. Like, he don't care he don't show no feelings like and I feel like she is trying to get accepted which again we'll touch on that in the in her book um but yeah like he don't show no emotion like he just doesn't care but he's like oh okay thank you you know for the prisoner so yeah he Orbelin gets subdued she goes in and takes him to Mark in. Okay. And, um, so Keith and Avar, they're, they are headed in trying to, you know, figure out a way to slow Starlight down. Now, Maru, he is using the force 
to try and slow it down and hold it together. So he was like up in the air. This here was on page 13. I thought that was a beautiful shot. And he is just saying, no, I got it. I got it. You need to evacuate. You really need to evacuate. And so Avar's like, no, um, I can help you. We can do it together. And so, and they're saying like, Maru is not going to be able to hold it, hold it all on his own. And then Avar's like, no, he doesn't have to, you know, the song of the forest will lift us all. So she's just going, going, and beautiful, beautiful illustration of how she uses the song of the Force by channeling all of the Jedi's all over. They don't have to be in the same place, which again we we read in the very, very first book, Light of the Jedi, and this here is on page fifteen. And so each one, you know, they all given given it in and they were able to do it while Keeve runs into the medical bay to retrieve the twins. And next thing you know, like Keeve almost got blasted out into space because of the bomb that happened. And just when you thought that she was wasn't gonna make it then the twins were able to to catch her brought her back in so they're not completely lost you know they still know that that's their friend you know um and then next thing you know because of the bomb the forest kind of like broken so pretty much the song is broken and but maru was still you know holding on then Avar was like I will take the strain you can take the escape pod and then Maru was like you always were our shining light and then and the light must be protected come what may and then next thing you know Casey the droid um he goes ahead and like pushes Avar and then, next thing you know, the force was definitely broken between Avar and Maru. And then he goes ahead and screams, may the force be with you, Marshall, always. And then, and then she screams out, Maru, no. And next thing you know, kaboom. Blast it out. And so now, the next, the last part of the scenes, we see Avar just looking like looking at the devastation um Keeve and the twins they made it out and she just like she just can't believe like what is going on and um I thought it was I thought it was this this illustration too just to see the look of defeated on her face on Avar's face just to see like all of everybody that she's known and loved they're died they have died especially Maru because they've been very close and um yeah I thought that was beautiful the way they shot um uh illustrated that 
So now Keith and her thoughts, she's, which is the very last page. So now I have to step up. Now I have to be strong, strong enough to find out what happened up there, to find out what those creatures were. Not for Avar and not, not for scare, not even for me. We need to know for those who trusted us, for those we said we protect, for light and, I mean, for light, for light and life. And that was it. So, honey, I think with how Avar has handled everything is, yeah, every disaster has crippled the Jedi and it's crippled them even more but it's crippled her because the peace is not there anymore and she just can't believe like how much devastation how much loss how much tragedy in such a short time that she had to endure and so we always see like the kids going through it, but even the adults is going through it, especially like with um Master Comac and uh um and I don't know like Cant well Canton was, but it's more of like Comac and Stellan and Elzar, um, you know, the the grown folks. But I think they also I think all of them believe that you know, Avar is, you know, she's the beacon. Like, she is the light. You know, she's fine. She's the one that holds all of them together. But because of this, she she can't hold it together. And that's why I said with Keith, she seems to be more connected to Avar, which I feel like she will be on that same trajectory as Avar was becoming who Avar is and if that makes sense so she will be where Avar is herself and you know as the time go on and she will definitely be strong with the force and have her song be strong so will and she is right like with all of the the way the peace took her uh uh yeah was taken from her that the darkness was like right there now obviously there are other ways of handling you know to subdue or to to help restore the peace without having to result to violence obviously um but just remember that who you are dealing with sometimes the enemy has to be taken out for good just so you can have that peace and never like let it happen again. I mean, it's just like, what should we say? 
like from a, a comic book or like Batman. How many of those, how many of the villains is in Arkham Asylum? Like really? And they always coming out doing, you know, it's like, dude, when are we taking, taking them out? You know how, but I feel like he enjoys doing that. Like he enjoys kicking their, kicking their asses and, you know, sending them off <laughs> back in. It's like light work for him. But if you want to take someone out completely, just so you don't have to keep dealing with the devastation all the time, well, you know, gotta have to, gonna have to do that. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. But overall, all three of those issues, the last um, three issues were really good. Um, I do love the whole um, story of Kiev, like I said, and rest in peace to Master Scare and Maru. Um, yeah, I love Master Scare. Oh. And he was a Trandoshan, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how, like, they make all the, um, the different species, how all, like, every single one of them is, uh, like a Jedi or a Padawan. It's, like, really interesting. Um, and then when you look at now, now, anywhere that's outside of the High Republic, it's like, they all hate each other. All the species, like, don't like one another. It's very interesting. So, I literally at that point in time during the High Republic, clearly there was a time where everyone did like the other. And then somewhere along down the line, they just went their separate ways. It's like very interesting. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, and so for, for these, uh, Kevin Scott, I do believe like he's still on to do more. Um, so we'll check and see. I do love his writing. I love his writing. Um, I believe that one of his books that was one of the novels and I know the name is escaping me, but, um, he did a really good job with it, which I think is the one where they were on Velo. I think that was his book. Um, and yeah, and Charles Soule was the light of the Jedi. So yeah, I love his writing. I do. He really knows how to like bring that story, you know, like open it up and like pull out all the layers of it and you know, you just, <clears throat> you just see, like, the layers start to rise until we get to the climax, and then it's like, shh, you know, straight down, it's a weird thing, um, that I noticed, but yeah, it's the same thing how in the, uh, the Republic Fair in Valo was, but, um, yeah, very much enjoyed it, so, again, next week, YouTube and Twitch live stream please come to that subscribe i'll read your comments and everything and i will make a um you know keep it up so that way you guys know 
and that is it guys enjoy the rest of your week and